Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after, <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Episode 191 of the New Truth Podcast, what to do when your ex moves on. For those of you that this thing is driving you insane. This is for the woman whose ex moves on very quickly after you or not so quickly and you're still hanging on years later, but they've moved on with their life and you're still thinking about them. And for the woman who Kate and I have come across you many times over in our work, the woman who is, um, you know, consumed with the story that she's always the girlfriend right before the guy meets the person that she, that he marries or does end up committing to. So we've got a juicy one for you today. And this one is specifically incredibly um, important to me because when my ex moved on and he moved on fast, it destroyed me. Like it, it, it actually destroyed me. And if you know my story, and if you're new to the new, new truth podcast, please go back to listen to my story because my story is love addiction and codependency. And that's of course what my, you know, soapbox is going to be today in today's episode, <laughs> because my, the, the reason this was so debilitating and this killed me is because I was living from chronic self fucking abandonment that the person, my ex wasn't even in my life anymore. He wasn't even in my life, but my life was consumed with what he was doing and who he was dating and what he's posting on Facebook and what he might be thinking about me. Codependency is a lost sense of self. And zooming out, I've been thinking about this a lot, Kate, in our culture, the, the, like that codependency is just what is seen as the norm among relationships yes. for women. Like, what do you yes. mean you're thinking about yourself? Like, this is what plagues women from being able to, oh, I'm selfish. If I take time for me, I'm, I'm selfish. If I, my God, I won't go on a soapbox about motherhood now, but that's the whole thing now of like, I'm not a good mom unless I'm always on top of my kid and not doing anything for myself. So here's the thing to the extent that you, it's, it's a directly proportional relationship. If you are destroyed by your ex moving on, that is directly proportional to your level of dependency. I'm going to say that again. Yes. To the extent that you are destroyed by your ex moving on is a directly proportional relationship, meaning it matches the depth of your dependency. And here's the good news that day when I find out that my ex had got a new girlfriend within like one month of us breaking up and there I was destroyed by it. And he wasn't even in my life anymore. That was the best 
wake up call of my entire life. My life actually transformed that night when I refused to self-abandon anymore. I refused to obsess about someone that wasn't even in my life anymore. I refused to be paying attention to other people more than I was paying attention to me. And the truth of all women's reclamation, you know, heroin journey coming home to themselves is that I've learned to pay attention to myself. I learned to take care of myself. I learned to be good to myself. I learned to stay true to myself, regardless of what is happening around me. Another story was the guy who never would commit to me, my good old Benny, (laughs) my Benny who would never commit, but had lots of fun sleeping with me and taking me on dates and doing things with me, but he would never commit to me. Ran into him three months after I ended it, our little situationship, and he was dating someone else. Oh, that was like, oh, it was me, right? You didn't choose me. Nothing is more, look, rejection's painful, right? Finding out that someone doesn't want to be with us is painful, but if it kills you, if you can't function inside of it, that's the deeper work for you because rejection is a part of life. Not everyone's going to want the same things as you do. And that doesn't mean that you should change what you want or think that you're not enough. That's the thing that kills women. We make whether or not a man wants us reflective of whether or not we're beautiful, worthy, lovable, and valuable. Guess what, ladies? A man loving you is not proof that you are lovable. It doesn't mean anything. Like that's the escape from patriarchy that we have to work very, 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 very hard on. But that that's what I want to begin with about the ex moving on. It's about your dependency and may it be a wake up call for you to see just how much you self-abandon and to be with your pain, right? Face your pain and deal with your pain. Yeah, I love that. And knowing you can handle your pain and the codependency conversation, I I often, when I'm working with women and we're untethering from those patterns, there's this like surprise that they're quote, that the behavior is codependent and yet our whole culture, like that's all we know. And they're like, oh, I've been in therapy for 10 years. I never knew I was a codependent. And it's like, you don't have to wear a badge of honor and call yourself a codependent for the rest of your life, but just know that most relational patterns and survival patterns are codependent because they've developed when we were children with our caregivers and everyone around us. And nobody taught us how to untether from them and how how to be sovereign. So most of us are codependent on the world around us looking and acting a certain way in order for us to feel good and we'll never have control over the world around us and it'll never it'll just keep activating our pain until we learn how to be in relationship with our pain and we learn how to be in relationship with these parts so these parts are no longer in charge that's the that's the problem nobody ever taught us anything different every one of us was pulled away from our centers and our truth and our inner compass and we look to the world around us to validate us and especially with women and love i mean we've just been we are still to this day pressured by this story that is so unrealistic and so codependent and there's no um or it's like just starting to be a conversation of a woman woman learning to know herself first before being in relationship so i'm really really glad that you brought that up And just thinking of like the difference between being destroyed versus feeling your feelings. Like it's very normal when you go through a breakup, even a healthy conscious breakup where you chose it. It's very normal to feel weird when your partner first is dating someone. 
And I remember with Charlie, there was this, like he dated actually like two or three women named Katie and then a woman named Kate, he married, <laughs> which I, you know, for my ego, I was like, what the hell? And wanted to make meaning of it for a second. But the, the reality was I was so happy for me and my life. I was happy. The choice to leave the relationship was very anchored. I didn't leave till I was clear. And in leaving, I felt like love for him still mm -hmm. and care for him. And, you know, when you've done the deeper work to heal your own heart, you do, even someone you had a crazy dynamic with, you can come back to a place of still having care for them as a human. Doesn't mean that you're going to have Just them what in love your actually life. is. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't mean you're going to have them in your life necessarily. Maybe you will, maybe you won't, if that makes sense. But, but it was such a shock to me because when I was with Charlie, the idea of his, we were together for for five years. And I was very jealous in that relationship. So the idea of him being with another woman was like death to me. And when we broke up, that was my number one fear of actually letting go was the fear mm -hmm. of him moving on and how painful that would be. And I didn't think I had it in me to handle it. But the reality was when I found out he moved on, I was so happy inside of myself and my life at that point because I took responsibility for my life. I took responsibility for feeling good. I went on a journey of deeper relationship with self, understanding myself like that was my devotion when I left that five-year relationship was to live by myself, to learn to be with myself, to learn to love myself. And so when I found out it, I, it wasn't that long after, like a year later, he was marrying someone named Kate or a couple of years later, definitely a year later, later, they were together. I was like, Oh my gosh, she's an actress. He's an actor. That makes sense. Oh, look at them together. Wow. They look so happy. And I was so happy for him. I didn't feel jealous even for a second. I actually felt so happy for him. So often it's the idea of the thing and always it's the idea and it's the meaning making of how we're taking that thing that just happened that has nothing to do with you. Like nothing anyone else does we say this every episode, has anything to do with you. But your saboteur, the voice in your head and the little kid inside is going to internalize everything and think everybody's behavior is about you. Yeah. But if you actually got to unpack their psychology and psyche and what's happening inside of them, you wouldn't take it personally. But you're taking it personally because your, your mind is a meaning-making machine and it is making meaning that somebody else's choice has something to do with you just because Johnny moved on to baby from his, no, he didn't have a girlfriend before that, um, <laughs> from Penny to baby. I'm talking about dirty dancing for those of you who didn't get the reference. Um, it's not, doesn't mean anything about Penny. Penny and him weren't actually together, but that just giving. You get the point. <laughs> you get the point. It didn't mean anything about the other person. It never does. It's not about you. So like the quality of your life and how you feel about yourself is like mostly determined by what you believe and what the stories yes. in, uh, you're telling yourself. Say that again. The quality of your life is mostly made up of the stories you tell yourself and what you believe in your mind and what you Amen. think, how you're internalizing everyone else's behavior that actually means nothing to do with you. So time to come home, go on a heroin journey. The reclamation starts September 1st. And I think that's like next week when we, when this episode comes out. So if you want to learn how to awaken the heroin within, send me a DM and we'll we'll get you some info on the reclamation group program that's coming up. 
Your saboteur mind, you know, the ego mind thinks it's the most important thing in the world. Like you have to like get that that's how the ego functions. Like it thinks it's the center of the universe. And as I'm listening to you and listening to your joy about like how you were happy for Charlie and and like what it's taken for me to be happy for my exes uh, is the zooming out into life's like greater purpose for each of us, right? Like that's why I'm saying this about the ego. Like you have to actually come home to yourself in order to be able to do that, right? Like if you only live from your ego, you're living from, and my mentor always says, the ego is a grain of sand in the entire universe. But the, that grain of sand thinks it's the most important thing. Like that's your viewpoint. And the people that come into your lives are there for a reason and they're there for a season. Like Jamie changed my life. Like my life is forever changed from dating him. You know, Benny, Benny me, too. You met me because of I Jamie. Mean, I, met, I met you because of Jamie. Podcast I mean, so much Jamie. happened because of Jamie. It's like insane. Um, the, <laughs> the biggest uh, transformation of my life was from that breakup. And and for those of you, if you, if you are so caught up in obsessing about your ex and your ex moving on and have, why didn't things work out with us? Like, think about where you're putting your attention. You're missing your soul's lesson, right? Yes. And life is always offering that for us. And the ego will always be a victim of whatever is happening. Right. And so having the, I love, like, that's why I had you repeat it again, because when you have the belief that, and, 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 you know, I don't really love everything happens for a reason, um, but I do love everything that happens serves a transformational purpose. Like that there is a way of rising. Like, I don't, I don't know what the fucking reason is that Andrew's mom died, but I know that because she died, I'm going to try not to cry that because she died, there is a, a, a greater, um, like what Andrew and I have to do now, like rising as parents, rising because of the loss. And I've been thinking a lot about that choice lately. It's like, we can either choose to be victims of the circumstances of our lives, but what real personal development and relational development is actually like and about is who do I need to become because this has happened, right? How am I going to say, like rise in the face of whatever the challenge has been. Who do I want to be? Because believe me, I can feel the part of me that wants to just fall apart <laughs> um, based on what has happened and, and my grief. And I have, you know, space for that every single day. But the same thing with, with an ex, it's like, what am I paying attention to? And that's what's at the root of codependency, paying attention to everyone except yourself, right? You're, you're obsessing about, we were just talking about this before we hit record, like obsessing about other people's lessons more than your own. Like that's what codependency is too. It's like, I want to save and fix everybody else and their problems rather than wait a second, what is mine, right? What's mine? Okay. My ex moved on. Like, so I want to acknowledge the, those of you, because I feel, I can feel the part of me that wants to say that like people that move on very quickly, that tells you something about their relational dynamics too, yes. you know, like, like yes. that's not a good sign, but I want to like table that because we are in a culture right now, obsessed about analyzing the unavailable person and the narcissist and the fucking, like, I'm so, we're yes. just still obsessing about other people's behavior rather than focusing on our own. So if you're listening to this episode, I want you to think to yourself right now, take out your journal. It's like, okay, what is this teaching me? Right? Like what is my soul's 
awakening souls learning because of how I'm operating right now. If I'm still obsessing about my ex, what's that about? Maybe I actually need to ask for professional help, right? Or if I'm unable to focus on myself or take care of myself or do things for myself, that's maybe where my work is and not dating and not thinking about another boyfriend, right? Because what's the ego's game too? Like, oh, he moved on. So now I have to get a boyfriend to like get him back or make him think about what he's missing, right? Oh my God, he doesn't care anymore. That doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Has that really ever worked when you've, when your ex has posted a, a photo, do you ever think to yourself, man, I'm missing out on something? No, it, it doesn't. Yeah, that never happens, right? Yeah. We have to stop with the self-righteousness and the judgment and the victimhood. And please remember Dang. that my saboteur, my ego is a grain of sand in the entire universe, right? Where is your attention on the grain of sand or on the universe? And most of all, on your freaking self, on yourself. Yeah. And it's just games when you're, when you're in that dynamic of uh, being so caught up, if you're caught up in other people's worlds and you spend most of your time in other people's worlds, come freaking home. It's time to come home. Like there are so many programs out there to support you with the journey home and so many, so many gateways, but just start to pay attention to yourself. What lights you up? What feels good? What doesn't, who do you feel good to be around? Who do you not you know, spend more time in places. I think of the early on in my journey, going to like yoga was something that was like church for me. I loved it and singing in choirs and like doing things, being in musicals. Like in the beginning of my journey, I didn't necessarily have so much awareness around my survival patterns. However, I spent more time just like noticing what lit me up and following that because when your attention, I mean, the, the reality is if your attention is obsessing over your ex moving on and what they're doing, what's happening in their world and who she is, and you're going down, I mean, God, with Instagram and stalking nowadays, which like back in the day, I mean, you could stalk. I think, I think in the, I think in the late nineties, I did some stalking, like drive-bys of old boyfriends, houses and stuff, the old school stalking, but the new stalking is like, you're not going to drive by their house every day, all day. Well, maybe some people, but for the most part, like, but Instagram stalking is like normal because people waste so much time on their phones, which is just a whole nother episode that we should talk about how that's killing you and sucking the life out of you and causing so much internal suffering that's unnecessary. But, you know, if you, if you're spending time there and putting your attention there and then watching your saboteur make meaning of like, oh, wow, this woman must be, he chose her because she's more this, she's more that, uh, what was wrong with me? I didn't have this. I didn't have that. And then, and then that's what you end up. If that's the energy you're in, that's actually what you bring into your next relationship. Yes. Like, cause then you're yes. dating from this wounded insecure place because you're just perpetuating this insecurity. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to remind you like this insecure part of you is just one part. You know, it's like, you've got all these like wounded parts of little you and your saboteur driving the car. And then you also have this beautiful sovereign woman inside of you. She's a queen. She's a goddess. She's a heroine. You have this woman and she's always been there, right? Mm -hmm. That's you when you were little, that was like, nope, I'm not doing, I don't want to go. I don't want to sit on Santa's knee. Like you, you have this sovereignty in you, the part of you that when you're a teenager and you're like uncertain of something and your mind's like, do it, do it. But your body's like, no, like that is always inside of you. There is 
a sovereign woman inside of you. And when you learn to start making decisions from her and life choices from her, rather than just being passive to life, like, like you were talking about the victim mentality, like that's just being passive. Most people live life passively, like "Mm, life's just happening to me. And I'm just like being thrown around and like, Oh, now I'm a victim of a breakup. And he broke my heart. And even like even the stories about heartbreak and about breakups and about being hooked into exes. Like there's so many songs about it. There's so much, so many movies about it. So many stories where people break up and then they get back together one day and it, and then that goes into our psyche. And like, we think we're living in a reality TV show, which we are in our heads. And we think we're, or we're living in this inside of this movie love story. That's going to play out where our ex is going to come back and choose us one day. Like, you can live from that part of you, that smaller, dramatic, intense princess, part the princess. just going <laughs> to suffer. Exactly. Or you can learn how to live from your self-worth, from your sovereignty, and how to make choices from that place and how to start to learn to trust life. Because if this relationship isn't working out and your partner has moved on, it's a gift. Yes. There's a reason the universe, the divine God, life, the divine orchestration of life, like things wouldn't have worked out that way if it wasn't meant to go this way. So yeah, everything happens for a reason. I don't really like cliched statements either because they just lose their meaning, but like everything has a purpose Yeah, and you won't know the purpose. Like I think of death, my best friend committed suicide when I was 22 years old And it was the darkest time of my life. And he's like my spiritual guide and has been guiding me on this business. He's probably talking right now. Like I've been channeling him in many ways. Like he has been here every step of the way. And I don't even know if I would be spiritual if that didn't happen. Mm. And I feel closer to him now than I did before. So I can see now 20 years later that that served a big purpose in my life. Would I take him back in a heartbeat? Of course, but I'm not in charge of life and how life goes. And neither you like life is going to do its thing. Life is going to do its thing and things are going to rupture and earthquakes are going to happen. And, you know, fires are going to happen and people are going to, we're going to lose people we love and breakups are going to happen and friendships are going to rupture and jobs are going to fall away. And what I've learned in my 42 years on this planet is everything that fell away out of my life fell away for a deeper purpose, but I didn't know in the moment or in the the time as to why, but in retrospect, it makes sense because there's something else greater coming for you for your next level of, of evolution. So if you are hooked on to your ex and who they're dating and what they're doing, you're just wasting your life. Your life is so precious and you don't know how much time you have to squeeze the juice out of your life and your body and your vehicle and your experience here. So don't waste a freaking time. Yeah. And be willing to block your ex on fucking Instagram, mm-hmm. right? Be willing to hide it. Be willing to say like what heals codependency and the coming home to yourself is every day. What do I need? Yes. Right. What, what do, what would feel good to me? How am I going to take care of myself today? How am I going to protect my time and my energy today? Like those are the empowering questions, not what's my ex doing today and what's everyone else on Instagram doing today. Right. What will I do for myself today? And the last thing I'll say is we don't control life in, in my 11 years around dating and love. Here's what I've seen. Women overestimate what they think they have control over around other people and they underestimate what they actually have control over, which is themselves. 
So the final message today is you cannot control other people, but you absolutely have control over yourself. And that's what sovereignty is. The choice to believe empowering thoughts, the choice to think, uh, the choice to have a mindset that is supportive and kind and compassionate, the choice to behave in ways that are in integrity for you and alignment, the choice to manage your feelings and manage your feelings well. It's not about being fucking happy all the time, but it's having emotional intelligence. That's actually a skill that you can learn. And that's what personal development is for. That's what coaching is for. That's what's happening in programs is you're developing those skills, the responsibility for your thoughts, your feelings and behavior. And the gift of love is that when I change my behavior, I have different experiences in love, right? Not when I get other people to behave differently or when I get my ex back or when I make him jealous and, and, and focus my life on trying to do what other people want me to do. So it's that, that like the, what to do when your ex moves on is take inventory of how much time and energy and obsession you're giving to him and look at how much time and energy and attention you're giving yourself and start giving yourself what you need and start giving yourself the things that feel good and start deeply caring for yourself. Like the wake up call around self-abandonment, it's that most women don't know how to deeply care for what's going on for them and what they need and, and to put themselves first you know, and putting yourself first is not selfish. It's actually vitally necessary because you only get one life. You only get one opportunity to do this. And any relationship that asks you to put yourself second is not a relationship that you want to be in. Right. And you don't get awards. There's no, who's the biggest martyr on the planet award. You know, like this, this is it. And, you know, we hope that, well, at least for me, I'll just end with that. Like, I hope this episode, you know, inspires you to really think like, wow, what have I been, what am I doing? Right. What what am I doing with my life? And if my ex was supposed to be in my life, he would be right. And I don't want someone who doesn't want me. And I don't, and I don't want to spend my life obsessing about what other people are doing. Like you are too important. You, the person listening to this episode right now, you matter and your life matters. And that was the gift of my breakup is learning how to embody those truths for myself. Yes. So many gifts and it's everything you experience is a reflection of what's happening inside of you. So if you're just waiting for someone to choose you, stop waiting because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're going to be waiting a long time. Choose yourself, choose yourself and learn how to make choices that are rooted in love for you everything you said. Hell yeah. Hot episode. Spread the word to all your gal pals who are obsessing over who their ex is dating. And it's time to come home to ourselves and take our power back because it was inside all along. Just like Mm -hmm. they said in the Wizard of Oz, the power (laughs) was inside all along. Lots of love. See you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.